Ready? Absolutely. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the Wild Side. I am Curtis Wild. And I'm Chrissy Wild. And we're your hosts right here on the Wild Side, taking a ride with us. It's been a been an interesting one, hasn't it? It sure has. It sure has. So COVID is running rampant through the United States, and uh, it looks like we're possibly going to experience a second shutdown. Uh, that is looking like a little bit more people are uh, on board with that as far as legislators and, and state lawmakers go. Well, it just seems a little more likely. seems a little more likely that uh, businesses are going to get shut down across the board. It's happening in New York. It's happening in California. It's happening in St. Louis. Um, haven't heard much about Illinois, but... Well, they've maintained a certain level of shutdown. Yeah. They never fully opened up again before they... Uh... Their their mitigation was pretty well top-notch. I'm sure that some of the people uh, in, in more rural, um, conservative areas of Illinois will not agree that they did a great job with mitigation, but... I think they have. I think that their numbers speak for themselves, and they're doing a whole lot better than Missouri is uh, in a lot of respects. But COVID comes with some changes. COVID comes with some transformations. So, uh, well, first, we want to throw it out to you guys. We want some interaction. So uh, send us some messages. Send us some comments. Leave comments down below if you're watching this on the YouTubes. Let us know uh, what you want us to talk about. Let us know what transformations you're going through in COVID. Let us know what kind of uh, new things you're trying, new adventures you're going on, new journeys you're attempting. Um, we want to hear about, uh, you know, the, the out of the ordinary, because everybody's having to look a little out of the ordinary these days with everything that, that is happening. We've got a new president-elect. And, Thankfully, um, I think that, that he's already doing some things to get the government back on track and get the government running as a government should, or as this government did uh, At prior point. prior to to Trump. Um, and we've got a, a vaccine that's going to be rolling out in just a couple of weeks. That is a huge controversy right now. A lot of people talking about whether or not they're going to even get it once it is available. So, uh, what do you say? What do you say? Are you going to get the vaccine when it comes out? Are you going to get the inoculation and hope that uh, there are no side effects, given how new it is? I will say that even though I I think that I'd like to see a majority of people, um, you know, join in and and get the vaccine, um, it seems a whole lot like I am legend. It seems a whole lot like the movie with Will Smith where they interesting comparison. they cured mumps mm-hmm. and uh, doing that, uh, or was it mumps or cancer? It was uh, some kind of, of illness. Anyway, in, in coming up with the cure, uh, they created basically a, a zombie epidemic mm-hmm. um, of creatures that were like humans, but ate humans or killed humans or whatever they did to humans, but... Um, they turn them into their kind, and before you know it, we've got a really cool zombie movie going on with Will Smith. 
I don't know if I'd want to be a, a survivor of a world like that. I don't know. I think I might want to be Will Smith, at least for a few years. I don't think I'd want to do it for the long haul. Uh, Got to have some socialization. Got to have some, some you people surrounding yourself. You know, that's one hell of a way with. to do social distancing. That is one hell of a way to do social distancing. <laughs> I guess that they will get what they want. One way or another, they will have social distancing, and you'll be wearing a mask, whether it's one that you choose to put on, or whether you turn into a zombie from, uh, what? I don't think we have to worry about that. No, I don't either. I don't either. I'm looking forward to it coming out. I'm looking forward to, uh, to getting over this, this whole thing, and hopefully getting back to some form of normalcy, but I gotta be honest, I don't think it'll ever be normal again. To a certain level, I think you're right. I think a lot of things are permanently changed. Hopefully some of that for the better. Um, I hope that people, by and large, have kind of learned a lesson with this, that something uh, this magnitude is not only possible, but can absolutely bring the entire world to its knees in no time. Um, so we need to prepare for that. We need to, to prepare for that being a, a potential possibility again in the future. Well, what are some of the positive things that you're seeing? I think that people um, are learning to appreciate not just their families and, and who they have in their lives, but the things that they're able to do. I hope that people have learned to appreciate um, the things that they enjoy in life. I know that, you know, we've had quite a few things that we haven't been able to do that we, we loved and we miss and we can't still can't do them right now. Um, so we make do with the time that we've got and hope that we can get back to that again someday. But I think, um, I really hope that people learn to be kinder, uh, and more understanding with each other and that people uh, focus on helping each other as a community more instead of the, the selfish, you know, me and my family and fuck everybody else mentality. Well, I think that that's never been more prevalent than it has the last four years. Mm. Um, the, the everybody out for themselves mentality. Uh, I get that there's a, a level of independence that we've come to know as Americans, but uh, what happened to love thy neighbor? What, what happened to uh, asking not what your country could do for you, but doing something for your country uh, and countrymen? The, the men and women that surround you, the neighborhoods that you live in, the communities that you live in. Mm -hmm. um, we've got to get past team sports, folks. We've got to get past the politics of it all and get to the people of it all. Uh, because there's a lot of people out there suffering. We can do a better job. We should do a better job. Let's do a better job. Uh, but that kind of brings us to our personal transformation. There's been a lot. There has been There's been a, a lot over lot. the years. So there's been quite a bit over just this last year. That's true. We're getting ready to hit 2021 uh, running. We're going to make it our year. I think that a lot of people say every year that this is going to be our year. Um, but I don't think I've ever felt it more. I don't mm -hmm. think we've ever laid foundation uh, to the extent that we have to make that happen. Heading into the new year. I mean, it's December, and we're really looking forward to January. Yes. Really looking forward to 21 and what that's going to bring. I don't think it's going to look the same as America did in 2019. I don't think that we're going to look the same for a long, long time. Uh, so we've all got to figure out how to get by, how to pay the bills, put food on the table, 
and do what we got to do for our family. And while also maintaining sense of self. While also maintaining sense of self, uh, authenticity, integrity, um, and being real to ourselves. There's not a lot of people out there, uh, not enough people out there, I, w- I should say, that are real with themselves that are, are honest with themselves, that live their true lives, that live their 100% authentic self. And that's the road that we're going to go down. Well, I think that's a, a direction that we're starting, a, a path that we're starting to, to take more solidly. <laughs> well, I know that, that a lot of people out there um, may know us from politics, may know us from professional wrestling, um, but in our real life, we're quite the adventure, um, and and we've had some. Oh, that's a that's a term. <laughs> that's putting it lightly. We we've had a variety of very interesting experiences, and maybe someday we'll write a book and go into detail about those things. Um, but the point is. Everything we've done to this point, everything we've learned to this point has got us to where we are now, mm-hmm. has got us to uh, the point in life that, that we're ready to put all that together. Uh, and that's what we're doing with the Patreon. Mm-hmm. So we started a Patreon. We're going to start chronicling our fitness journey, our health journey, our life journey. On the Patreon, you're going to go on. Uh, road trips with us from time to time. You're going to to be able to uh, come into our life more than than most people ever have, mm-hmm. and we look forward to that. It's going to be a good time. Hopefully, you guys have a lot of fun with us. Um, we're still trying to figure out how to go live with this thing. Uh, Gotta warn you the, though, we're a little bit ridiculous sometimes. Absolutely ridiculous. Absolutely ridiculous. No question <laughs> about that. Um, so, yeah, I'm trying to get everything hardwired so we can give you the best signal possible when we do go live. Um, so, right now, we're doing this recorded. The podcast, of course, will be on YouTube. Um, the the uh, patrons on Patreon will get that video 24 hours in advance. Mm-hmm. Uh, as soon as we get it uploaded, the audio will go out on our RSS feed, and that'll go out to everywhere you get your podcasts. Uh, <laughs> And then we're also on Spotify. A day later, people get podcasts at Spotify. Do you know that? I did. I know that. Spotify, Pandora, Amazon Music. uh, I love radio. I love. I heard radio. That's it. Mm -hmm. That's it. That's the one. We're on all of those. Um, Awesome. But tell them, tell them some of the other places that we are. Uh, As far as the podcast goes, like you said, everywhere. Oh, um, you can find us on Facebook, obviously, Curtis Wild, Chrissy Wild. I have my modeling page, Chrissy Wild Model. Um, Instagram, same, Curtis Wild, Chrissy Wild. And of uh, course, you can find the podcast all over the Instagram, the Twitters, the Facebooks, and that's at the Wild Side. Uh, and, and you can find that there. Uh, on Instagram, we are... Uh, trying to build that up a little bit more, trying to go cultivate that. Uh, Facebook is the owner of Instagram, so we've that, already... Which is so weird, because in comparison, Instagram is kind of like a science. 
Facebook is just, you know, something you do. Figuring out Instagram's a little a little more there's a little more to it than people realize, I think. Uh, as far as really being successful and getting your stuff out there. There's a lot of features on there that you could use and make your post fun and, and engaging. So. That's true. That like you that. can absolutely do. There's so many things that uh, you can do on Instagram that Facebook doesn't quite offer the same way. Mm-hmm. Uh, Facebook did get on board with the stories, mm-hmm. um, so you can do those. And uh, that's uh, it's kind of like a reel on Instagram. Um, so on the Patreon, we're going to be doing all kinds of fun stuff. You're going to be, you know, coming through some great adventures with us. And I think that I should toss it over to you to, uh, let them know about our, our other great adventure. Our newest adventure. Our newest adventure. Well, I think this, like you said, is something that's been, uh, culminating for a long time. It's something we've kind of dabbled in and out of, um, for Pretty much our entire relationship. She's a freak, folks. <laughs> Not gonna lie. So throughout uh, my modeling career, which has never really been a career, um, just doing it for fun most of my adult life. She's been paid some. Um, it's it's always nothing been, questionable. It's always been something I enjoyed doing. Um, there were a, a lot of things that I didn't like about. Uh, having to schedule with uh, photographers and other models and makeup artists and hair and so forth and so on. Um, So actually, I guess when I got pregnant with Phoenix, I stopped modeling for a while, quite a few years. Um, And more recently started doing that again, basically since we got our nice new nifty camera, which I love. Me too. And I have my own built-in photographer who is exceptionally talented. And has awesome hair. Uh, yeah, there's that too. Look at the hair. Uh, see, there's that see too. See this guy? Yep, shave the sides. Only got the top do. <laughs> Only got the top. Um, so we, and COVID obviously has been rough on everybody. And we were looking for more ways to be expressive with our art that we enjoy creating together. Um, I paint and Curtis does too from time to time, but that's something that's a little more, um, that's a little different. This is something else that we create together. Um, so I started my only, only fans. Um, a lot of people out there assume that if you're on only fans, you're automatically producing pornographic content. Uh, and I want to be clear that is not my intentions, um, at this point. And I, I want to be clear, totally cool with that. Uh, at this point, um, it's more Playboy style, lingerie, topless, uh, so forth and so on. And we do it all ourselves. So sometimes we'll be out on location, cool places. Um, and other times we'll be here in the studio playing with lights and other fun things. I've got a lot of really cool stuff in mind and ideas that I'd like to play with and share with you and get creative. So I'm really excited. I think it's going to be a lot of fun. Um, I feel like more women should understand uh, the power that they hold in themselves to be themselves, to express themselves genuinely and in a way that is unique to them. Uh, There is nothing like that. Ladies, trust me. (laughs) Be you. Uh, in any way that that absolutely means. Nobody else can tell you who you are. And it goes for the guys, too. Lose your inhibitions. Live your life. Be proud of who you are. Maintain your integrity. 
you earn respect by giving respect, so just do that and continue to move through life being the best you that you can be. Uh, and that's what we're doing. That's what we're doing. I think yeah. that one of the things that I'm seeing uh, now that she started this new adventure is she's using the words empowerment a whole lot more. She feels empowered. She feels um, a level of independence uh, maybe that she's never felt. Um, it's it's more of a, a, a supportive thing. You know, you, you support me in the things that I want to do and you leave the decisions up to me. Um, and tell me what you think and how you feel about things. But um, I know a lot of men would have a, an issue with their women even taking photos in, in sexy outfits and letting anyone else see it but them, let alone, you know, lingerie and things like that. Um, but there's a, a beauty and an art to it that um, I, I really enjoy. Well, the thing is, we've been together for how long? Oh, great. Now you're going to make me do math. Are you I serious? am making you do math. We've been married Shit. 10 years. We've been together 16 or something. Um, and there were plenty of times in our relationship when I pulled the jealous card, when, when I was the jealous boyfriend or even the jealous husband. Less the jealous husband, more comfortable in the relationship. But um, I was, you know, from time to time, that jealous guy. Um, and somewhere along the way, somewhere along our relationship, I found a comfort level where, uh, we're bulletproof. As far as I'm concerned, you can't chink this armor. <laughs> you can't touch this relationship. Um, so. There's been a lot I, to prove that over the years. There's been a lot to prove that We've over the years. We've been to back a few times. We have been, uh, through the ringer and had our share of struggles mm -hmm. as a couple, as a relationship. Mm -hmm. um, and we made it through. We made it through. We, we figured out along the way that none of uh, any of our issues, any of our problems could derail us being together for the rest of our life till death do us part meant something when we said it. We're a team. We're a team. We're absolutely a team in every way, shape, and form. Codependent, you call us what you want to. We don't mind. We'll wear it like a badge of honor. Um, but the fact is, somewhere along the line, I realized that jealousy has no place in a solid relationship. It's poisonous. It's poisonous. It's toxic. Mm. Uh, and so I, I realized that our comfort level had reached a point that uh, I was no longer going to, to try to hold her back or, or let her be anything less than who she wants to be. And I appreciate that. I know. We've had this talk. We, we've had this discussion hours and hours and hours. So if I'm not necessarily looking at her, that's why. Um, and the thing is, I ran for office for five years. And in a way, that was like putting chains on my wife. Uh, she wasn't allowed to, to really be her. She wasn't allowed to, um, you know, and be adventurous. Uh, we weren't really doing much exciting. Um, we weren't as much us publicly um, as we were used to being, as we would have liked to have been able to be. But there was a purpose for that. 
served our it's purpose. Not, in that it's time. not really and, a manipulating thing. Yeah. I mean, we didn't try to be anybody other than who we were. Right. We just didn't let ourselves go, uh, you know, full speed with who we are. Uh, so, and I think that everybody does that to a certain respect. You, you got a job, you've got uh, maybe a congregation. Responsibilities. That, that responsibilities, whatever it may be, where uh, you kind of hold yourself back. You, you kind of put chains on yourself and wear gloves going through this life. And we just don't want to do that anymore. I hit 40. Well, you know, when they, when uh, you know that the people that are against you are willing and able to use absolutely everything that they can against you. Um, we found that out firsthand in yeah, some really I mean, funny ways. But they, they went back and looked at my Twitter like history from two years prior and saw that I was uh, liking certain pornographic material. And it just so happened that I knew those people. That was the life that we lived beforehand, where we just happened to run in the same circles as really interesting people. Mm -hmm. um, Circus performers, fire breathers, porn stars, strippers, you name it. Bands. Yeah. Uh, I, I mean, I, I managed a band for four years. We worked at a nightclub for four years. Yeah. Um, I was a, a wedding DJ and... Ran into some interesting people there. Partied with Naughty by Nature. Uh, in the penthouse suite of the Riviera Hotel. Uh, the, the Frank Sinatra suite. You can see it at the beginning of Casino. Mm -hmm. I remember the night that you called, that night when you called me. <laughs> I'm sitting at home. He's in Vegas. And I get a phone call. And he says, hey, babe, you'll never guess where I'm going. Where are you going? It's Vegas. Who knows? I'm heading up to the penthouse suite of the Riviera. We're going to go party with Naughty by Nature. No way. Yep, got to go. Love you. Bye. Click. There, there's and then I don't hear from him until the next day when I finally get the full story. And I was like, oh, well, I'm glad you had a great time. We've been snowed in here. Yeah, Tretch and Venrock uh, party till 6 a.m. with us. Mm. So it was, rough. it was rough to be able to step away and make a phone call. But... Mm. Um, it was outstanding, and like I was saying just a second ago, before I had to handle my nose, I'm having to handle my nose because I've got nasal polyps, and I haven't been able to have the surgery yet to have the nasal polyps removed, so my nose runs from time to time. She's got to warn me, and then I take care of it. Um, but, it is. But at, in Casino, you can see the suite that I was partying with Naughty by Nature with or in um, at the very beginning with the piano in it. Uh, I believe that Sharon Stone's character was staying there with Robert De Niro. Mm -hmm. um, and so that was a, a great memory. Anyway, we, we've had a whole lot of fun with our life. And when I ran for office, we kind of put the brakes on a lot of that fun. Well, like, we still had fun, but it was a different kind of fun. Yeah. We were always holding ourselves back, though. Yeah. And that's, that's the point. The point. Um, so I... Finished running for office. I ran for state representative for two years, or, or uh, two two elections, cycles. two mm -hmm. cycles. Um, finished my term as an elected DNC member, which happened to happen during me running for state representative. I was elected to the Democratic National Committee. Uh, I was a rabble rouser. I was a uh, you. Know. I was part of the Bird Caucus, which is the Bernie wing of the DNC. Mm -hmm. And uh, it was it was an interesting ride, but it wasn't 
No, we were Bernie's pit of vipers. Bernie's pit it. of vipers. I think in New York <laughs> Times, New York Post, like Washington Post, mm-hmm. somebody called us Bernie's pit LA of vipers. Times. Bernie's pit of vipers, yeah. and I like that. I, I, I dig that. It's a good one. Yeah, Nina Turner, no Mickey Const, uh, uh, Doctor uh, James Zogby, mm-hmm. um, and, and quite a few other progressives. I think there were about a dozen of us, yeah. but four of us were from Missouri. So in, uh, in 2016, the people who elected us, you did your job because you got four out of like 12 on the DNC that really are progressives and really fight for progressive policies and progressive values. Yep. Um, but now I'm finished with that. When the new DNC was elected in, uh, in the last DNC meeting at the convention, um, when Joe Biden was announced the uh, pre- uh, presumptive nominee mm-hmm. or the nominee, mm-hmm. uh, then that was the final day of my four-year term. So now we're able to, it was bittersweet because now we're able to really be ourselves. Now we're able to take the gloves off and to be our th- authentic selves once again after almost five years and I'm excited. I am too. And to our friends out there that we see doing um, the same thing, not necessarily the same things as us, but the same thing as, as far as um, exploring who they are as people and um, their place in our culture and society and not just letting people tell them where they belong, but finding it themselves. We're proud of you. Keep it up. We want to hear about it. Broadening your horizons, finding new adventures. That's what life is supposed to be about. Uh, Living and not just existing in it. Exactly right. Somewhere along the way, we all got stuck on this hamster wheel. We got stuck in this debt slavery society, this system that uh, is controlled by by a monetary system. It's controlled by money. Ones and zeros now on a keyboard, Mm -hmm. uh, computer screen. And... None of that is real. What's real is experiences. What's real is is how your life feels to you on a day-to-day basis. That's what tells you if you're rich. That's what tells you if uh, you have uh, you know value. That's what a lot of people draw dignity from. Mm-hmm. And that's um, what I think we need to concentrate on as a country, as a people, uh, just humankind, you know, all across the world is that we need to stop worrying about a man-made dollar, a man-made monetary system, and start worrying about the needs of all mankind, the needs of people, uh, and make sure that those needs are met. Make sure that those needs are not forgotten because of this monetary system, because people are making millions and millions of dollars off of people not eating, people being homeless, uh, we, feeding the machines instead of feeding the people. Feeding the machines instead of feeding the people. Or feeding the machine mm. instead of feeding the people. Yep. Because, the, you know, it's a good thing that Trump's out of office because at least we can get some normalcy back. But that normalcy uh, is driven by the corporate interest. It's controlled by lobbyists. And we all know that. 
We all know that. It's not even a question anymore. They're open about it. They're doing insider trading because they know what bills they're going to introduce. Uh, this just came out about, I think his name's David Purdue. Purdue, the, yeah. the guy. Um, he was, you know, it, uh, making deals or buying stocks and then introducing legislation that would make those stocks go yeah. up. I don't know how more insider that trading can get, and that's the game they're playing, folks. That's the game they're playing. They, they don't care about you. They don't care about us. They don't care about our families. Um, what they do care about is themselves. They care about lining their pockets. They care about becoming a dynasty, becoming like royalty of old. And that's what we got away from Britain for. That's what we got away from the royal crown for. And if we can't get away from that now, then what is America really? And now conservative Britain is more progressive than progressive America. <laughs> they have health care. They have health care. They have health care. They have guaranteed access to life-saving procedures and medications that people are denied for here every single day. What's the point in paying for health care if they can't even guarantee you that you'll be covered when something happens to you? They don't. They look at the numbers on the paper and they decide if paying for your treatment is going to be worth their time and their money. And if the answer is no, you get denied. Good luck appealing. That's insane. That's not health care. That's wealth care of the corporations. That's not giving people the care that they deserve, the quality care that they need. That's feeding the financial machine that the health care corporations and the drug companies and big pharma and things like that have created. There's so many people suffering today who can't even know where their next prescription is going to come from. They need that to survive, and some people are going to extreme Well, there's people that don't know where measures. their next meal That's is right. going to come from. That's right, and there's absolutely no And they're choosing no between meals and medicine mm -hmm. in the United States. Mm -hmm. They call it a first world country. We're supposed to be the greatest country on the planet Earth, and then in the United States, people are choosing between medication and a meal. Think about that. Think about that. Think about that the next time you vote. That's another damn thing that we need to overhaul is our voting system. If we can do solid banking on our phone, why can't we vote? Why can't we vote on an electronic device? I, I, I don't know that I'll ever understand that. Of course, uh, you know, there's been banking systems hacked and things of that sort, but uh, there's blockchain now, you know. Why, why can't we vote? On blockchain, which has independent verification, multi-point verifications. Um, I, I don't know that there's going to be too many changes until we have severe reform, complete reform, of our election system. And I don't know that it's going to happen without a continued uprising from people. You know, a lot of a lot of progressives even, and, and myself included, uh, talk about FDR and talk about all of the progressive policies that FDR got implemented. 
But what we don't really talk about is the fact that FDR implemented those policies not just because he was a progressive and a nice guy. He implemented those policies because people were taking to the streets, because blood was being shed, because Americans were standing up and fighting for themselves, fighting for a new America, a future that they could believe in. And right now, it doesn't look like there's too much future to believe in. We've got a forecast that looks like we may be able to survive a little longer than we would have under a Trump administration, a continued Trump presence. Uh, But with Biden putting in a lot of the same vultures that were in there that drove us to a Trump presidency Mm -hmm. that made Americans so pissed off that they elected Donald Trump. Then we've got real problems, folks. It feels like some weird Twilight Zone effect going on. It's just a a never-ending circle because people are are so... Not necessarily afraid to speak up. I think a lot of people are. But I think that there's just a whole lot of ignorance to the system and how things actually work. Um, A lot of the information that people are getting isn't factual and people don't spend a lot of time educating themselves on things like that because they've been told that voting doesn't matter they're going to do what they want anyway all politicians are corrupt and while a lot of those things are fundamentally true by and large that's no excuse for one to be ignorant of the system under which you live and for which you supposedly vote but get this It's by design. It is. It's by design. They don't want you to be educated. They don't want a well-educated society voting because the the people on top right now, the people making millions of dollars off of our next generations, are not going to give up power. Power concedes nothing without demand. And we have to demand our power back as a country. We have to demand what we require as a people. Uh, and and I think that uh, it's been designed the way that it's been designed very much on purpose, very intentionally. Uh, they keep high-speed internet out of rural areas. They also make sure... lower income areas. And lower income areas. Mm-hmm. They, they make sure that uh, they keep low information voters out there. You heard Trump say it. He's a big fan of low information voters. They helped him win the election. Uh, and when you have an election where people are not educating themselves, whether by choice or whether by the system that's been implemented to make that happen, uh, then we're not going to have the best leaders possible. If, if, we had access to information uh, to the level that we should have it, then most of the people who are elected right now would not be there. I trust the American people that they would not have voted for the people who are there if they knew all of the information uh, available, if they knew all of the things that those people have done and what they've done to help themselves, what they've done to... Make their lives better without making your life better. Well, here's a, an interesting local example that I learned about today. Uh, there's a school district not far from us that had had an issue uh, years ago with a lady that was running for school board. Now, this lady was outwardly racist and had made many, many public comments uh, on Facebook and other sources. Um, 
against Muslims and against uh, blacks and Mexicans, things like that. And then she ran for school board and still admitted and was proud of these views that she held. And the parents in the area absolutely threw a fit. Do you remember that? No. They threw a fit, prevented this lady from getting on the school board. It was a, a great victory for the kids and for everyone in the community, obviously. Well, now that woman is being asked to run for this next cycle because the same parents who fought against putting her on the school board are so angry with the school board now for keeping the kids at online learning after Thanksgiving break. The school board voted, chose to let the kids stay at home to learn from home because the cases in the area had gone up dramatically, especially in certain school districts, and that was one of them. Um, and they're not happy about it. So they're suing the, the superintendent, calling for the superintendent's resignation, calling for the resignation of school board members, and now proposing that this, this racist lady that they had once fought so hard to prevent to run for school board. It's crazy. It's absolutely crazy. <laughs> Um, it's very symbolic. Uh, when, she, when she mentioned that earlier, I played the devil's advocate a little bit and didn't really hear the, the story about the racist lady and mm -hmm. how that all tied in. Um, but she mentioned the story about the, the school voting to not bring the students back to have distance learning. Um, and I, I played the devil's advocate a little bit or at least, you know, uh, illuminated their issue in saying, um, well, I mean... We live in a day and age where we need two parents uh, pulling in income at the same time in order just to make ends meet, in order just to get by. So one of those parents are having to stay home and they're angry, obviously. Uh, I mean, they should be because our government's not doing anything to help us in a time of need. They're uh, angry because it means that one or someone can't work or won't be able to work or is going to have difficulty in scheduling, things like that. Um, but they have to work because businesses won't shut down, because nobody will make money, because our government gave the majority of the stimulus money that had been set, to, set aside to special interest groups and big donors and large corporations, and not to the people, the families, and the companies that actually needed it. There was enough for each family to get how much? Uh, $20,000. $20,000 over a, a span of 10 weeks? No, $20,000 for an eight-week period. $20,000 for an eight-week period. I don't know about you, but I'm sure we could live off $20,000 over eight weeks. Well, I think the proposal was $20,000 and shut down for eight weeks. Right. But the point is $20,000 could have went to every family in America Instead of a majority of that money, a majority of our tax money, a majority of the money that our children and grandchildren are now going to have to pay back yeah. uh, to a system that prints their own money. Think about that, folks. Uh, and look into modern monetary theory while you're at it. Uh, and and uh, a resource-based economy, UBI, all of those good things. Venus Project. And, and Venus Project. Um looking at all of that, but our children, grandchildren are going to have to pay back the mistakes that we're making now. Mm -hmm. And 
I don't exactly know where I was going with that. But I'm okay with that, because this is the wild side, and we are just rolling, rolling, rolling. Uh, because uh, The point is that the money did go where it should have gone, and now businesses wouldn't have to worry about um, whether or not they could survive if it had gone to where it should have in the beginning. You give every family $20,000 in America, and I guarantee you they're not going to put it in the stock market like a lot of those corporations that got that money did. Hmm. Uh, they're going to go out and spend it. And that's going to stimulate our economy. Imagine that. Imagine that. Except, what do you do in a time where you can't go out? You spend it anyway. During the lockdown, Amazon didn't do bad. Tesla didn't do bad. All these other companies did not do bad when things were locked down. We figured out other ways to have commerce. Um, The people who suffered were the small businesses, the moms and pops. The people who, had they gotten $20,000, might have been able to get through eight weeks. Might have been able to get through, uh, you know, being able to mitigate this situation and and mitigate this virus. But that didn't happen. No, instead they chose to do it wrong. And now almost a year later, we're still trying to figure out how and when we're going to get our numbers back down. And still haven't got a second stimulus package. It doesn't make sense to me. The richest country in the world. People who like, there are people who like to think we're the the smartest and the best and whatever. Well, we're 35th in so many things. Right. How could that be if we are the only major world power that has yet to mitigate the majority of their cases? Well, that has yet to, to quell uh, a third wave now. Is that what this is? Third wave, I think. So we'll, many countries we'll are back to normal way. now because they did things right from the beginning. People stayed home. People did the right thing. People were conscious and courteous and um, mindful of not just themselves, but their community. And now they're able to do whatever the hell they want and here we are. <laughs> well, it, it's the same reason that we uh, lead the world in COVID cases. It's the mm-hmm. same reason that we lead the world. We're the only major country where people go bankrupt because they get sick. Um, and, and we're the only country who hasn't been able to get a hold of this thing because our profit structures don't want to allow it because capitalism doesn't want to allow it. Uh, but the thing is, it's going to take a little getting social, folks, to get us out of this thing. We're, we're either going to have to go full libertarian or we're going to have to go a little bit more socialist and take care of people until there comes a time that people can take care of themselves, until yeah. this thing gets over us, until it blows over, until we get past it. There is a vaccine coming. Um Bought a little Moderna not too long ago on the Cash App, and and we realized that when Bernie got railroaded the the second time around, um, that some of the socialist policies were just not going to happen anytime soon. So we needed to to participate in some of this capitalism that's going on out there and in the fake stock market. Uh, we had to get involved in and the digital number trade. The digital number trade. So we've bought a little bit of stuff on Cash App, small numbers, very small numbers, about $10 on Moderna. It's doubled in like the last three weeks. 
so people should have got in on the Moderna when they first started uh, first started seeing articles about it. But that's the other thing. Maybe you didn't see articles. Maybe you're working two or three jobs and, and you weren't able to read up on this stuff. Uh, but I turned ten dollars into twenty two dollars. Just saying. It happens. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Um, but the point is, vaccine's coming, vaccine's rolling, uh, money's getting behind it, and people have a lot of faith in it. Uh, not as mu- not so much with the Pfizer vaccine, which has to be kept at like 70 degrees below zero, um, and there's a whole lot of problems with that. But the Moderna vaccine, apparently, they're, they're already situating uh, traffic patterns and things for drive-through vaccinations. And they're going to have this thing down to a science, hopefully, before it even rolls out. Uh, I do foresee issues, just because there's issues with everything this country does uh, on any mass scale. And with, you know, 330 million people or whatever's here now, um, it's hard to to get it right everywhere all the time. So, I, I see some growing pains happening with this thing. It'll I don't, time. I don't all think it's going to be... And I am legend situation. I don't think that there's going to be massive side effects from this thing. I think that they've probably done enough studies uh, to ensure that that's likely not the issue. But they've pumped it out so quick. How do we all know uh, how many studies they they could do? Yeah, it never seems like enough, really, because even the ones that are um, that go through the years or months or whatever of testing and and approval and all of that. There's still issues with those. Um, so there are absolutely going to be issues, but all we can do is really hope that it's, it helps more people um, and that it is at least a tool that is effective and quick in, in helping us to, to get rid of it. Hey, we need to add some things to the arsenal, and if that's going to be one of our big guns, then I, I look forward to I mean, I don't want to have to wear a mask all day at work, but I do, willingly, to protect myself and my clients. I don't want to wear a mask, period. I'm one of those guys that that if I am out in public where I won't be six feet away from somebody, um, I'm not going to wear a mask. If I can't throw a ball and hit you, I'm not going to wear a mask to protect you or me. I'm going to stay away from you and hope that you stay away from me. Uh, when I get a little closer to the door of, of if I'm going to go into a department store or something, I, I get the mask on uh, way away from the, the six feet margin. I, I make sure that uh, that I got the mask on. I don't like it. She don't like it. You don't like it. You got to do it. We got to do it. We got to do it. We got to make sure that, that everybody who can like be having, safe is that's right and a lot of people don't like having to take those two extra seconds after they get in the car to put their seatbelt on but but we had to do that too we've got to do that too click it or ticket mask or it's your ass yeah that's not bad yeah bumper stickers pretty good we might get some bumper stickers going on <laughs> in the wild things store which you can check out on spreadshirt spreadshirt.wildthings.com i think or maybe shop.spreadshirt.com we'll slash, yes, links, links on the YouTubes. <laughs> I keep forgetting that. By the way, like, subscribe, hit the bell. Share with friends. Share with friends. Do all that good stuff. Um, but we're, we're going to keep doing this. We have committed to one time a week doing this podcast. We don't know what we're going to talk about from week to week. If you've got some fun topics that we could discuss, 
start sending some questions because by the end of the month we are going to do a question and answer looking at doing that live uh if we're not able to do it live then we're going to push that out and let everybody know that let everybody on our patreon know that first um but I think that we're going to have it situated where we can do that live. We can do the wild uh, or art is wild live, which is going to be Chrissy, maybe myself from time to time, maybe Phoenix painting, having a good time with some paints. Um, and, I've got and, a few ideas for that in my OnlyFans, too. <sighs> yeah. Yeah. She just uh, told me about some fun ideas for some paint in her OnlyFans page and. You guys are in for a treat. Just saying. <laughs> just saying. Shoot it out there. Um, and, and just so you all know, uh, everywhere that we've put this show, we've put that it's not for kids. It's 18 and up. Uh, on, on YouTube, every video, you've got to click whether or not it's made for kids. Um, on Patreon, our Patreon is 18 and up. So it's all for adults. <clears throat> not, not looking to um, be role models. Uh, maybe maybe inspirations from time to time, motivation from time to time, but not role models, unless you want to have a whole lot of fun. But <laughs> not till you're 18, kids, not till you're 18. Um, before we get out of here, we just want to let you know all the cool places that we are. We're on Patreon. You can check that out. We are on YouTube, right. The Wild Side. We, are, we also have a YouTube Babe, channel. Just list them below. I'm going to list them below. I'm going to list them below. But you got to verbalize this stuff on your outro, don't you? I, I think, don't know. I think. I think. What are we going to do for our outro? We're, a little dance. Yeah, We're going to do a little dance. Make a little love. <laughs> get that. Different page. Different. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that page specifically says not porn. So you might be able to see some adult content on there, but you're not going to be able to see all the adult content. Feel me? All right, uh, so you check us out on, on Patreon. Chrissy's trying to build her new uh, Instagram. That's ginger underscore queen. Uh, and ginger is... Go ahead. G-I-N-J-A. Like a ginger and a ninja, all rolled up into one, folks. Um, so we got that. We're going to be uh, doing a whole lot of fun stuff on the Patreon. Check that out. Gentlemen, ladies... If you're 18 and up, if you, you dig the uh, adult content, check out our OnlyFans. And of course, this has been The Wild Side. Till next time. I'm Curtis Wild. I'm Chrissy Wild. Thank you for stepping on through Peace. to The Wild Side.